Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. What's up, Wikimaniacs? We are here to talk to you before the show about Operation Olive Branch. Operation Olive Branch is a grassroots movement to help the families in Gaza escape and rebuild now that their lives and homes have been destroyed in this horrific ethnic cleansing. To help out, we decided to donate all of our Venmos for the next few months and possibly forever to support families affected by this genocide. So please send your donation to Sean's Venmo, which is at SeanSNTPOD. The link to that will be down below in the show notes. And for the countries who don't have Venmo, we will have a link to our PayPal donation page also in the show notes where you can send money as well as a personalized note that we will read out on the show. Even if you can only send $1, please send it because every little bit helps. Thank you, guys. What's up, Wikimaniacs? Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. This brand new sponsor has the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy. Finding the right t-shirt with a little bit of a dad bod is incredibly frustrating. Trust me, I know. Most t-shirts are either way too tight on your gut or look way too big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore, my guy, and it's time to upgrade. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, you can get 25% off with the code reddit at trueclassic.com. Again, that's promo code reddit at trueclassic.com. What is up, Wikimaniacs? Welcome to Reddit on Wiki. My name is Josh Shell, and I am your host for today. With me, as always, is my awesome co-host, John. John, you just got back from Austin. How was your trip? Do you want the, the truth or do you want like the actual <laughs> sappy version of it? I want the Joe Rogan take of how Austin was. <laughs> oh, it, it, it was amazing. I, you know, smoked a lot of DMT along the way. I got fucked up the whole time. Shot but some no, guns. <laughs> you know, shot some guns. Pew, pew, America. That's exactly what I did. Ate some Texas barbecue with my cowboy boots. You know what I'm talking about? Spit some tobacco. No, nah, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it was, it, was, it, it, it was a fun time. If you know what the actual backstory of why I went to Austin, it is quite depressing. So I'm not going to subject Fair. the Wikimaniacs for that. Yeah. <laughs> But how was the trip overall? It was fun. Ate yeah. a lot of food. My wife and I did this, started this tradition now where we play rock, paper, scissors. Ooh. And then we would choose the loser of that said game has to pay for a meal. So we got a place or we pick an entree, a dessert, uh, appetizer and a drink. And it's four different places and four different chances of me to to eat as much food as possible. And your boy only lost one game. So Ooh. I did not pay for shit all weekend. And luckily, I have a sugar mama. So that's that so was my weekend. <laughs> I, I read some. This is taken down a rabbit hole already. But <laughs> I, I read somewhere that if it's a man and woman playing rock, paper, scissors, the woman should always choose paper because the man will almost always choose rock on the first shot. So uh, tip for your, your wife, uh, <laughs> throw paper out to get a free meal. Nope. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> you just randomize it? randomize it i okay. don't even know what the, what the fuck am i gonna pick like half the time 
You I only have three choices. You just contort your hand and, and then it, you're like, yeah, that's scissors. Hand. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. And of course, Sean is still on vacation. He's off on his honeymoon, I'm assuming, this week. So we upgraded this week with Lindsay from Yield Crime and Pineapple Pizza Podcast. How's it going, Lindsay? It's going. Hello, Wikimaniacs. Yeah, very excited to have you on. I missed the first time you were on, which I'm I know. slightly insulted about. You know, I thought we were friends. Uh. <laughs> hey, I didn't know that you were moving, so it's Fair. a little on you. But now I have my dungeon, so... You do. It looks, it seriously looks like the, the kills room in Dexter. Like, he seriously yes. could, like, <laughs> just put up a little bit more plastic tarp and... yeah. Yeah. A leather apron, and we're there. Exactly. I mean, that tiny window is the only light in here. So. <laughs> oh, that's actually a window. It oh my god! Window, I yeah. thought that was like a vent. <laughs> yeah, I should. Uh, I, I should post a <laughs> post a picture on on Twitter or something of my my dungeon since we talk about it so much. <laughs> but it's awesome to have you on, Lindsay. I'm super excited uh, to do this one yeah. with you because we'll get some different perspective. I am sad that Sean isn't on for some specific reasons, but we'll get into that. <laughs> well, well, w- well, for that reason, next time I'm going to purposely take a day off and then Linz can fill in for me. So she is go. technically our we'll get the trifecta. Exactly. We there got a trifecta go. going. She's quote unquote, like the unofficial, well, not unofficial co-host of, of fourth, Reddit on Wiki. Fourth member. Yeah. Fourth member. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's honorary I'm like the silent point. fourth member. Yeah, you know? you're you're the bench player. You you come off when when yeah, uh, exactly. Sean's, Sean needs some water. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or to get married, I guess that's the. Equation. There you go. I got you, Sean. Hey, wait, wait. Get that right. Get married again to the same girl Sorry, because yes. they did not get divorced. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just had a COVID wedding. Just to make sure. I got you, boy. He wanted those uh, registration gifts. Uh, oh, you know, you know. <laughs> Which, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before we get started, if you would like to help support this podcast and Sean's honeymoon, because that's the bit we're going with, <laughs> you can support us on patreon.com slash reddit on wiki. We get episodes a week early and ad free. So, you know, if you hate the ads we, we put in our episodes and want to listen to us a little early, you can do so at patreon.com slash reddit on wiki. We also released our bonus episode recently for November. Uh, now I'm thinking about it. This episode comes out in like three weeks, so <laughs> it will not be recently, but... <laughs> Once upon a time. Our December episode might be coming out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, you can check out our bonus episode there as well as ad-free and week early episodes. If you do not want to support us financially, you can always do so by you know sharing the pods or giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Good Pods. And we will read you out on the show. Kind of like this review from Kayla Gilo. (laughs) Well, it looks like a French name. Uh, We'll go with that. She says, when you're here, you are family. With a five-star rating, quote, that might be the slogan for the infamous OG, but for this show, it's true. You feel like you're hanging out at a frat house on campus, but the good frat. They'll not let you drive drunk from a party, but they'll also let you take, take the bed and take the couch. The frat parties are more like hangouts where everyone is smart, but all their words are dripping with sarcasm. I don't know about smart, but... uh, Yeah, I don't know about smart at all. They're the ones that make fun of you, but it's because they like you. You get it. I know you do. Just listen and be enlightened. 
five stars. As Doja Cat says, it's 10 out of 10. So thank you, Kayla, for that amazing review. And if you want your review read out on the episode, feel free to shoot us a rating on on the, the platforms that I mentioned above. With all that housekeeping out of the way, we're going to do a fun episode because this is, I believe, my last episode of 2021, as I believe it lands. It'll be Sean Holy. and John that close out the year. So this is my final episode. Oh, shit. I think it's, oh, fuck. It's me closing off 2021. You are closing off. So no pressure. Oh, my God. <laughs> we canceled out your first episode so that you can be the last one of 2021. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So it's exciting that we've already uh, made it to the end of 2021. And what I thought would be fun is to do a 2021 recap of some news of the of the past year and uh, get your take on it and we can just have like a conversation. Actually, this is kind of a tease for our bonus episode because this is the framework for our bonus episode where we re- react to news stories monthly, but this will be a yearly thing. So we we've, we've got some some super controversial ones coming up <laughs> which will be fun. Canceled. <laughs> Does it involve nipples? I mean, most of our conversations lead there, so. (laughs) It is a fact. But no, we're going to be talking about, you know, some American government stuff, some pop culture stuff, some Canadian stuff. No one knows shit about Canadian stuff, Josh. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And of course, we're going to be talking uh, COVID, you know, cap that off. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to go on some lighthearted stuff and we're going to talk about our resolutions for 2022. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. I hope you've got them prepared. I know I did not warn you guys about this, but it'll be fun. <laughs> I can make something up on the fly. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, this is a perfect storm of, uh, I mean, Lynn's is awesome at coming things on, uh, coming, uh, coming up with things off the fly. I, I come on the fly. I'm really good at it. on the fly. Just like, ah! We talked about harassing our guests. I know. It's crazy. I'm in HR. I'm the one that did the damn seminar, right? Jesus oh, no. Christ. This is why Patrick said he'll never come back. That, that's true. That is true. Jesus, forgive me for all my driving. I'm tired as hell. That is my excuse. Okay? I will take the wheel. Perfect. I, I appreciate that, uh, Lindsay. You can go first with the resolution because it looks like John will need a lot mm-hmm. of time to come up with something. Lots <laughs> so. of time. Yeah. Without further ado, let us hop into what is potentially the biggest and uh, earliest news story of this year. Kicking the year off with a bang, America decided to forego the fireworks and instead wanted to explode the Constitution. After losing office, Donald Trump directed thousands of angry white hogs who believed him to be the one true God King of America to Capitol Hill, where the mob eventually grew restless and forced their way inside the Capitol building where Congress were counting ballots. They proceeded to destroy the building, torment Congress members, and create general chaos, all in the name of their white savior. (laughs) This led to five deaths around or shortly after the event, as well as four officers eventually committing suicide within nine months of the event. But all of this tore apart America because their foundation of democracy was now being threatened. John, Lindsay, as Americans, how did this event initially make you feel? Angry. That's probably my first initial response was just angry because, I mean, basically, and I I don't care if I get political, this whole, the whole presidency was a joke, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so to kind of cap it off with this big, I'm a big baby moment (laughs) and basically ask everybody to take part in his temper tantrum at the end in this huge farce and just have people not only 
get hurt and get killed, but to terrify people who were just doing their jobs and, you know, the jobs that we elected them to do mm-hmm. to make sure that the system works and to terrorize these people and try to make it off like, oh, I'm doing this super cool patriotic thing. Check out my Snapchat and <sighs> like my Instagram story about my TikTok, like, <laughs> my TikTok about storming the Capitol. I am doing my civic duty. You know, mm-hmm. I'm such an American and that kind of stuff. It just made me so angry and embarrassed a little bit for our country. Yeah. No, I don't know how John feels about it, but that's, that was my initial take on it. No, and, and I, I agree 100%. And I thought a lot of it was very hypocritical because mm-hmm. I've seen that type of, I guess that type of party frowned upon a lot of movements that had to do with like civil unrest or like civil injustices. And for them to commit the same type of aggression towards quote unquote the blue lives that were protecting that capital. Uh, I, I thought that was, it was it was very hypocritical, and I thought it was it was really irresponsible for a world leader to incite that type of behavior because mm-hmm. it, it it did make us look like a joke. You know what I mean? Because the U.S. being such a powerhouse politically, economically, and for the world to see us as a giant crybaby because supposedly our democracy didn't work the way it was supposed to work for a, a certain party, we, we look so weak. Yeah, that, and and you know, as a veteran, like that pissed me off because I'm just like, wow, I was supposed to die for this country at some point, or like you know, I <laughs> yeah. was like, I signed up to like protect like our image in some way, and just that day alone, we just became a laughing stock of the world, and and that made me angry in so many ways. Yeah, I yeah. could see, especially for you, John, how that would be a slap on the face. A yeah, bit. I would push back against the laughing stock. I don't think. The rest of us were laughing. I think we were very terrified. You guys are so close to us that it's like, if it starts going like fascist or or, or like that, it's it's a very slippery slope where it could easily happen here or mm-hmm. you guys could turn your attention here. I know you guys mostly focus on Mexico, which I feel bad <laughs> for them, but yeah, yeah, it, it was more terrifying than funny, I would say. So to follow up on, on some of your points, were you guys actually, were you guys surprised when this happened or what, did this seem par for the course over the last four years of his presidency? No, definitely not surprised. And I think you would appreciate this because you're, you're a cult. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you love in, like things with a cult. It, it just became this heavy indoctrination for the past probably four or five years, even before the presidency. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. um, you have to build some sort of a cult following for people to be fully indoctrinated in that way of thinking for them to, to storm in a building that houses some of the most powerful people in the country. And for you to think there will be no repercussions to doing that or the, the image that you portray and you know, just without thinking about that, that requires like heavy levels of indoctrination. It's not even, it's not even being a patriot at this point. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to fuck shit up just to fuck shit up. You're absolutely right. So going into the, the cult thing a little bit, uh, and we touched on this in my QAnon episode on Let's Start a Cult. It, it almost feels like Donald Trump was almost a pawn himself with the whole Q thing. I, I know he, he is totally responsible for everything he did. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not uh, you know, hiding the, the stupid things he did, but... It almost felt like he was used in this conspiracy theory where people online propped him up to this degree where he could do no wrong. And mm-hmm. 
feeding along with it the the conspiracies of oh the election's going to be rigged it's going to be rigged it's going to be rigged it's going to be rigged and then so then when it doesn't go their way oh it's rigged like <laughs> like yeah there was no situation where it came out where everyone they were okay with it and there wasn't going to be some sort of violence i didn't really have a point there but it almost felt like he was a, kind of a pawn within this online conspiracy qAnon thing well and it's it shows a huge difference between you know this this election if you were to compare this election to back when you know obama was running against and now i'm blanking on his name um uh mitt romney with john mccain, McCain oh john yeah, mccain right. so that was also like a very divisive thing like not to the point that it, it was with you know trump but but with mccain you had somebody who was able to sort of like quell the masses in a Hmm. way where he's like, yes, we didn't win. And that's okay. Because the presidents, you have to respect the presidency. And this is going to be our president. And we are going to follow what he has to say. You know, that does, you know, right or wrong, we are going to, we are going to honor the office of the presidency, which I thought was an extremely gracious way to be like, I lost the election. Whereas polar opposite, <laughs> we have Donald Trump who wouldn't even come to the swearing in of the new president because he was so butthurt over it and made a point of leaving like well in advance of the swearing in of Joe Biden. And he is the only president who, have, who has ever done that in the history of our nation. Yeah, And so it's like that tells you kind of just how far it has swung as far as what he kind of viewed the presidency as like, yeah, you know, I'm out within the last 10 years, how, how yeah. much it's changed. Uh, just cause, cause I can see this becoming the new norm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now that he set this precedent, I could see, well, he's probably gonna be running next term anyway, <laughs> but yeah, whenever he finally croaks or whatever and can no longer run his next successor. I could see them also doing the same thing. If they don't win them, not doing these, these things conceding, you know what I mean? They'll just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And it's like, at some point it's, it's going to come to a breaking point where you rile people up so much that things like this happen. And Mm -hmm. when it did happen and the aftermath, which we will talk about a little bit, the aftermath was a lot of like right wing people were like, Oh, maybe we are going too far. Like they, they, a lot of them, even the pundits were like, this is yeah. unbelievable, even though they were the ones stirring people up, but, yeah. <laughs> but they were, they took up, they, I, it looked, it seemed like they were going to take a step back and, and reevaluate things that they were saying and things that they were mm-hmm. pushing and nine or 10 months later now, whatever it is, almost, Oh, I guess 11 or 12. Now I think about it. It seems like we've come almost like a pendulum swinging against that and, and people are pushing even more and more with the Rittenhouse thing, which we talked about. I don't want to get into that again. It's almost like they're doubling down and I can only see that the next election is going to be much the same. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. I know you guys have, what is it? Midterms or whatever next year or the year after whatever it is. I could, I could see those being also very heated. You know, you know, my, my only wish that, that came out of this is, 
I'm not really into like the people who are saying like, oh, I'm super woke and all that shit. You know, I'm not about mm-hmm. that. But the only thing that I hope that came out of the situation is that. And again, this is a plug for our, our Emperor Norton episode because he did abolish <laughs> the Republican and the Democratic Party. I'm he not did. saying that yep. completely abolish the political parties, but in in my point of view, I think the perfect way, and not, not necessarily perfect, but I think the best way to approach politics at some point is not to have a not to have political parties. I like to think of it as the Chipotle way of of, <laughs> yeah. of, of politics. Like, you know, some people might not like the the extra fillings and stuff, and you want to customize it. And and I think when politics becomes to serve people instead of serving the interest of your party, that's when things will get better, not just for the U.S., for the rest of the world as well. Because mm-hmm. once the focus comes back on making sure people's lives are great instead of servicing what your agenda is or what mm-hmm. your what you can get out of it, that's the only way politics can ever get fixed. But, mm-hmm. you know, we will never see that in our lifetime. <laughs> yeah. It never fails to fascinate me how you always bring it back to food, John. <laughs> hey. Yeah. It's that's never, how I can relate things, it, right? It can't, it can't continue to be a one-size-fits-all no. party. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, because even with the Democratic Party, I mean, you don't see me going out there and being like, I'm a diehard Democrat. I, I stand behind every single thing that they believe in. There are certain things that I'm just like, you know, whatever, and I'm sure there are certain things that there are some Republicans that are just like, whatever, with certain mm-hmm. things that the Republican Party stands behind. But we can't continue to have this system, like you said, where it's just like, I am super left, or I am super right. And if I don't believe with all of the different things, and it's like, I don't know what I am anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, there has to be middle ground. Oh, yeah. And, and it has to be more issue-based. It can't just be... I am a I am a do or die Republican. I am a do or die Democrat. Like it can't be that way anymore. That yeah. is the perfect way to put it. And, and just just so I hope people when listen to this is like okay, this is not a left wing propaganda, okay? Because I'm I'm nowhere near that. Disclaimer out there: I think Biden's doing a terrible job because he's not doing anything. <laughs> so let's is just that, put it out there. Is that worth than uh, what Trump did? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. Trump is the worst thing yeah. that it was ever to happen in America. But again, it's back to that whole status quo. The The current administration right now is just doing their term just to do their term. Nothing has changed. Yeah. It's just normal. And that's the sad part that it feels so normal just being the old, boring politics. Nothing is still getting done. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. So as an outsider perspective, like what I see is that, A, yeah, just having two political parties, always going to be problematic because you only, no one fits just into one box. You know, you guys don't have like a, I don't know, like let's say a socialist party or an in-between party or, I mean, the Democrats kind of are an in-between party. (laughs) You know what I mean? They they do have a lot of right-leaning views. And they do have left-leaning social views, it seems like. But you guys almost need a few more parties in there to divvy it up, so that so that it's not always a swing back and forth where there's Mm -hmm. no nothing ever getting done and people just constantly fighting. And I I mean, not saying that multi-party is perfect or anything like that, but I think it does iron out a few issues. The other, there's a few other things I have to say, but the, so I think if you, I think if you actually sat down with most Americans and then when you were like, what do you want? 
I feel a lot of you, you guys would be a lot like pretty aligned. Like you'd be like, we want fucking healthcare. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Shit. My knees hurt. <laughs> Damn. We want parental leave. We want, you know, like a lot of social things that, that are, would help out the everyday person mm-hmm. who most Americans are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel that the left and right play off each other and play the people off each other where they don't actually end up having to do anything. And the right can be like, oh, the left is taking away our social ability to do anything. And the, the, the left is like, oh, they're all racists and, and they never end up coming, <laughs> coming to do anything. Yeah, nothing gets done. And yeah. um, it's problematic that way. And then the other thing I was going to say is I don't know if it's just a wholehearted political issue. Social media has taken a big flack this year and kind of goes into my next point. So we'll just go into it. <laughs> Perfect segue. Yeah. So after this insurrection, you know, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and all them banned Trump for, what was it, two weeks? <laughs> and said, that makes up for the decades of... <laughs> you know, Yeah, allowing hate speech and, and stuff to thrive on our platforms. And I think that is a huge issue in today's, like, the reason why people are so polarized, you know what I mean? You find these niche groups that uh, agree with you and keep reinforcing your ideas and then you can find their podcast, their YouTube channel, their blog, their whatever, and and just constantly get reinforced your belief system. So I know, you know, as a young white male, (laughs) (laughs) you're what's wrong with America. (laughs) My girlfriend said that to me today. (laughs) Not America, but the world. You can get away with anything. (laughs) (laughs) The overall societal thing is that you know, we should start changing to be more progressive, uh, less hateful and push back against some of the white male privilege. And these fragile male (laughs) feel, uh, feel attacked. And so they, they fling to these, these grifters basically who just tell them what they want to hear and tell them that, no, it's the minorities and the women they're the problem and you're, you're yeah. perfect the way you are. And it's this thing where you're it's just, a beautiful snowflake. Yeah. They never have to <laughs> you contemplate. You can do no wrong. <laughs> Here is a sandwich and here's the remote to all the porn you want. Yeah. Go make <laughs> I your love bed. You. Go make your bed. Everything will be fine. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think that like just the online, we have to really rethink how social media runs and how, we can't have this anymore because it is deteriorating society and, and politics and, and relationships. Like there are family members who are in my family who are anti-vax and I am like, what happened? Like <laughs> what is going oh, on? Oh yeah. Yeah. There are entire sure, people that I just don't talk to anymore yeah. because of, you know, which is, which is yeah. sad, which is sad, you know, because because I mean, you maybe maybe we're friends with them. Maybe like like I said, family members who it's hard to talk to without it becoming, a, oh, you took the vaccine. You're going to be tracked or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is Canada. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought Fuck we were safe. Your 5G. <laughs> so I wonder I got good signal. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I got you, this Bono album that I didn't ask for. You know, Bon Jovi is just, you know. Yeah, what's U2 doing U2 in my head all the time? U2 is doing something in my head all the time. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know where we're going with that, but I think, I think a bigger picture has to be taken of social media going into 2022. We have to really reevaluate 
I know Facebook is renaming itself the Metaverse. Meta, <laughs> meta. so meta. I, oh, I think that can get a little scarier, and and, yeah. and it just it just freaks me out that ten years ago, possibly, social media probably wouldn't have been a problem. It's more of a lot like an in person type of confrontation, but nowadays. The words that, you know, they had this old ass saying like, you know, uh, sticks and stones don't break my words. Mm -hmm. Don't (laughs) words hurt. Oh, yeah. Sometimes now, especially now. And and the way that social media is so it's so it's kind of like radical for me to say it, but it's like it's more of a weaponized type of system nowadays Mm -hmm. because back then, like you can you can clearly tell what propaganda is back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yep. so clear cut but now it's just little bits of pieces of a little bit of information here a little bit of information there and then it just spreads and it's crazy mm-hmm. how misinformation and and all that it's insane yeah. it's insane how like a few like 140 characters can ruin someone's life like that is scary and <laughs> And it is, like you said, it is more subtle nowadays. And it's called the pipeline for a reason because it's wide at the top where it's like, oh, maybe I'll listen to a Joe Rogan episode. He has someone I like on. And then you listen to a few more and you're like, oh, this, I don't know, fucking David Rubin or something like that. And you go down there and then you're like, oh, Ben Shapiro. And then you all of a sudden you're listening to Tucker Carlson rant about how the white race is superior. And it's all of a sudden it's like, uh, okay, now you're brainwashed. You're down that path. exactly, And then you start to believe it. And, and yep. it, it may be obvious to outsiders, but once you're slowly drip fed, whatever you believe in, then it just leads to a waterfall of, of propaganda being forced down your throat. And all of a sudden you're marching on Capitol Hill (laughs) to bring it back. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Shell just gave you the recipe (laughs) how to become a cult leader. Yeah. (laughs) Always keep Kool-Aid on hand. Always keep the Kool-Aid and a scripture in hand. (laughs) Yes. It's, I, I agree about social media and it's something where, you know, uh, unlike you you guys, you know, I'm a parent. So I, I'm also seeing mm. it from a parent's perspective. And there's a reason why we don't let our oldest go on social media. And yep. it's and go on like TikTok and use Snapchat and things like that. And there's a reason why we monitor our phone use. And, and mm-hmm. we do get some pushback. Like, my friends are allowed to do what they want. And I'm like, well, you know what? As someone who does digital marketing for a living and kind of mm-hmm. knows all the ins and outs of all how people get tracked and things like that. And yeah. I don't want you going into that space until you know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, that's, that's think, good parenting. Like, honestly, like that is that is great because especially with Instagram and stuff like that, like teen suicide rate is at an all time high because of those things. Yeah, and, and it's and, something where like we hear like every day about live stream videos where people are going on racial tirades against other kids or they're bully they're cyber bullying and all this stuff and you know it's it's one of those things where it's hard enough being a kid today especially if you had to live through last year where you were stuck Mm -hmm. at home you weren't allowed to see your friends so everyone is already kind of like got this fragile mentality a little bit just because as far as like self-esteem and things like that are concerned and then to allow yourself to be essentially brainwashed into going down these rabbit holes of you know tiktok videos and youtube videos and i sound like a 
a super old white person, <laughs> but it, but it's it can be very scary because, it, like yes. you said, it's very subtle things, and it's mm-hmm. just. I really like that person. I want to learn more about her or, oh, she's an influencer. I like all of her stuff. And then all of a sudden you start wanting to dress a certain way. You start talking a certain way. You start reading Mm -hmm. certain things and it's very subtle and it's very insidious. And it's something that doesn't really get policed because it's the internet. And unless it's super harmful, like, you know, Hail Satan, we got the Nazis coming at you. Even like, then, even then, sometimes even it doesn't then, get flagged. It's like, what the fuck, Facebook? Yeah. Come on. Exactly. And even then, some of that stuff can still make its way through. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, of course, we're not letting our kids go on there because there are certain things that if they want to ask about it, then we'll talk about it. But I am firmly of the belief that like, until you leave my house, I don't care if you're fucking... Laura Ingalls Wilder little house on the prairie as far as social media goes. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather you be that person and have decent self-esteem and mm-hmm. be able to think for yourself than to go out in the world and dress like a carbon copy of some washed up singer who yeah. <laughs> believes in the second coming of the lizard people or whatever, <laughs> you know, because you're, you can't think for yourself. Like, yeah. Yep. I would rather you be that weird person than be a sheeple, I guess. Uh, yeah. And I think, I honestly think in the future, like they'll eventually thank you for it because oh yeah, it's, we're old enough to remember back in the day before social media and mm-hmm. cell phones and when you could get away, like, you know what I mean? You weren't always connected to fucking everything. <laughs> yeah. You you could step away and just be yourself, be yourself as a person and be happy with who you are. Now you're constantly fed this is who you're supposed to be. This is mm-hmm. where people my age are at in life. This is where mm-hmm. this 12-year-old is a millionaire for this reason or something and you're like, yeah. Fuck, I can barely pay rent. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. And it's um, it sets the thing that kids don't understand with like those influencers that you mentioned, like the the twelve year old that made some cool new thing and then the, mm-hmm. now they're making thousands of dollars. That's not every person. No. And that's the thing that they don't understand is that not everyone has that that break where yep. they're gonna start making thousands of dollars and they're gonna be getting all these sponsorship deals on YouTube or yep. whatever it is. Like that's not reality. That's yep. not that's As not podcasters, the American we dream. Are aware. I was going to say, <laughs> could I tie that into the podcasting real quick? If you don't Patreon. mind me just speaking about this. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, and it's funny that you said that because uh, we talk about like kids being susceptible to these types of exposures. And I think as content creators, we understand that full and well, you know? Yeah. And I was just kind of reflecting today. I've actually seen a lot of people or a lot of shows tweeting out, I don't think I can go on anymore. Like, I, I think I'm just going to like stop. Like I'm not getting any support from the commu- community, yada, mm-hmm. yada. And that's a sad reality of things. Like mm-hmm. you, you, just like what you said, Linz, not everyone can make it mm-hmm. right. And then uh, of course for us, like we use social media as a platform to use it as a, a as, as a vessel to kind of promote our shows, get it across to people that otherwise we wouldn't meet in mm-hmm. person. But we also fall in that pitfall that, hey, 
let's say yield crime just posted a tweet saying like hey we just got like a, a million downloads today mm-hmm. and us would of you course, quit us, bragging about that Lindsay? By I, the way? damn it Lindsay, i know <laughs> we're number sorry. one on good pass today well shit we're well, back you know to what? number 10 damn it. well you know what get out of my bracket no i'm just kidding <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's just it's just things like that and it's not that's not a knock on those people celebrating those milestones because i feel that that's very important mm-hmm. but to the others who may not who may be missing out from that experience FOMO is a bitch. Yeah. And you're going to look for that euphoria that, hey, if they made it, why can't I make it? And then you just get this feeling of like regret. You're all down on yourself. Like, am I not good enough? And you get this imposter syndrome and it it just builds up and it eats you fucking alive. And and we talk about kids being susceptible to that, but everyone in the world is susceptible to that. Adults are just as susceptible to it. It might be worse for the adults because shit. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. we paying money for this shit and like we ain't getting nothing out of it. Like, are you serious? Yep. So yeah, it's, I just think it, it, it ties down to a lot of things in life. Like whether it's professionally, uh, you do what you do for a hobby, anything. So I just say, be careful people. And I like that. I like that you brought that up about like the people who are sharing stuff, because I feel like as indie podcasters, like we have a pretty decent community where we're all about lifting each other up. Because if, if one of us succeeds, it makes the rest of us also feel good because we, one of us made it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like one of one of us got up there. One of us, you know, found the golden ticket or whatever you want to say. So anytime I see somebody who's like, I got a hundred downloads or I got a thousand downloads, I'm always like, you know what? Good job, good for you. Absolutely. Because everyone started there. Everyone started with ten downloads. Yep. Everyone started with a hundred downloads. You know. It's it's baby steps, and every single milestone that you make, whether it's five listeners or whether it's five million listeners, every single step is worth celebrating. And even if no one else celebrates with you, you need to celebrate it because mm-hmm. it's so important yeah. that you don't forget the journey. Like you don't just wake up. No one wakes up and they're like, "I'm Joe Rogan today," you know, like. <laughs> No one wants to. (laughs) No one wants to. I don't want to. I like my hair. But, you know, like... (laughs) I like being over five feet tall. (laughs) I like the view up here. It's nice. We might be the same fucking size, Joe Rogan, but I still like me better, okay? Fuck off. Yeah. But yeah, just like you said, Linz, it's... I think, Josh, we might need to move on from this. Yeah, we absolutely. Go from <laughs> insider baseball, but I, I enjoy the conversation. Yeah, so. yeah, you know, but it's like, I just think people need to, uh, and, and this is me going to our resolution later, you know, it's just, you have to define your own definition of success. And hundred percent. And just like everything in social media, you can't compare someone fucking traveling to Greece every weekend and you're stuck at home and like boring all Dallas, Texas, like where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. I can't get down on myself for that. Like that's the life yeah. that they created for them. So they had their own goals. It's not a cookie cutter fucking experience for everybody. That's exactly. I mean, it, it might not be created by them. They might have, you know, intergenerational wealth, but we won't get into that. <laughs> that, that, that that's a bigger problem. That's because, probably a 2024 yeah. problem. Okay. Let's, let's move on though. <laughs> I am trying to wrap it into uh, our next segment though. You know, 30 minutes on the Capitol riots and, and social media. That was great. <laughs> that was a great conversation. I think you guys encapsulated it perfectly just don't compare yourself to other people try and live your life the best you can and celebrate the milestones when you can i think that's Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful sentiment to end on but we are going to move into big daddy bezos 
was finally bested by our creepy Uncle Musk in the Who Can Exploit Workers the Most competition. That's right. As of today, Jeffrey has a mere $205 billion, while Elon Muskrat has a net worth of a little under $300 billion. This year, Elon has single-handedly tanked Bitcoin, taken Dogecoin to Mars, and taken a shit on the UN World Hunger Organization on Twitter, making many of us question if billionaires are actually good for this world. I say Americans should do what they should have done a long time ago and beat the lunch money out of them so that they can finally visit the doctor without having to take out a mortgage on their home. <laughs> Amen. We don't even need to discuss. I think you said it right yeah, there. Yeah, good Damn job, it. Uncle I, DJ. I, I should have set up more of a conversation about you, that. You got that. Yeah. But I mean, with, with, with that question you asked, should billionaires exist? I don't think so. I, I just think it's greed at this point. You know, like mm-hmm. if we like conceptualize what an actual billion is that's like 900 like a million as it is is can't hard conceptualize to a thousand john in my bank account uh, you're right <laughs> patreon.com slash reddit on wiki we'll be happy if we get ten dollars five dollars comes out from this person in this room right now that's true <laughs> Lindsay. that's She's me single, she is almost single-handedly shout keeping us going exactly shout out to our patreon Lindsay over here yeah i can, I can almost co- taste the the dinner at sean's wedding <laughs> <laughs> Almost. We can't either, so it's fine. We, we, we can envision the live stream that he yeah, has. Yeah. yeah. But I, but but yeah, I, I just I just don't think it's greed at this point. Like you know, mm-hmm. like when you see all these these I'm gonna call it for what it is evil fucking corporation exploiting, yeah. exploiting shit. And I goddamn it, I just saw a post <laughs> earlier this week about Burger King with a poster saying like, oh yeah, you might be like a senior citizen, but come work for us. Yeah. Oh Are you fucking God. kidding me? Yeah. A that, senior citizen. I think that started in Canada, actually. So sorry about that. <laughs> God damn it, Josh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, wow, people like that is so capitalistic. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, like, for, it's because older people are still in that mindset of the grind set, you know, work to get your money. Whereas the younger generation is finally realizing that, oh, it's not worth not making minimum wage to deal with people's shit every day <laughs> and yeah. flip burgers. And they're like, I would rather be homeless or I would rather, you know, take EI or whatever you guys have down there. I don't know. In unemployment. Yeah. I, I would rather deal with those consequences than have to deal with the shit and still be poor. You know what I mean? I'm going to be poor yeah. anyway. I might as well not deal with the, the crap that comes with it. Um, and, and this is this is a plug. If you want to hear me like more rant about this, there's there's actually an episode that that I featured in with my good friend Brian Lee. It's called Distracted Podcast. Mm. It's it's about like the the generation of how worker mindset just evolves in a professional setting, and and it's like that. You know, there's just this capitalistic nature where it's like we got to take advantage of. You know, like the, the way we, we we're, we're all kind of in the same age range. Right. And yep. and we're kind of like have this idea that from a very onset when you were born, your parents, what they taught you is if you work hard, you can obtain anything in your life. Mm-hmm. That's always been the mindset that you get. But that's that that never works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people, like you said earlier, Josh, some people are just born in generational wealth. And the, the, the rich stays rich unless, of course, they blow it off in cocaine. No pun intended. Actually, pun intended. <laughs> um, if, they, if they do that. But then a lot of times the rich stays rich and the middle class will never be, you know, and not saying never, but 
chances they, are they won't amount to that type of level. They get squeezed because uh, they're the ones being exploited. Yeah. Exactly. They, either, they usually get squeezed into the lower bracket, not the higher bracket. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then the poor, it's, it's kind of like a generational thing because the way that we're taught in school, it's still the same way. There's no, there's no reform in educational systems. So it's like, yes, in a way, those billionaires are just perpetuating the idea that the, the poor stays where they're at. The middle class will either, like you said, get squeezed into the lower class or eat just enough for them to make it to uh, barely like upper middle class type of yeah. shit. Yeah. But those rich one percenters, it ain't never going to change. It's going to be the same damn last names on those on those big ass buildings. Yep. It's always mm-hmm. going to stay that way. Yeah. And that is the sad reality of things. No matter how hard you work, it ain't going to happen. I had a funny conversation with my mom uh, recently because I was talking about I got a raise recently or whatever, and I was really happy. And then we were talking about taxes for some reason. And I was like, yeah, we should increase taxes on the rich because billionaires definitely shouldn't exist. And then my mom was like, yeah, but what if you make a million dollars someday? And I was like, mom, if I make a goddamn million dollars someday, I don't give a shit how much you tax me. Like I will be happy making a million dollars that yeah. that year. And it, it's just that, and that's, that's, that's her mindset. She was like, no, my son could one day be a millionaire. And it's like, the odds are not in my favor. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not coming up with a million dollar idea. I'm, I work a pretty, pretty mid-level job. I'm, I'm going to make a living wage, but I'm not going to get out of the middle class. You know what I mean? Yep. I'm never going to make it to that point where the taxes will ever affect me. <laughs> so right, fuck yeah. it, tax them because then that'll at least help people that need it. It might not be me, but it might be people I know or even people I don't know. I don't care. Like if there's someone down on their luck and they need whatever housing or medical, like take these people off the street, give them nice homes, give them mm-hmm. stuff that uh, that they can live and be people. And, and if that means I pay a little bit more in taxes, fuck cares as long as I can live too. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. That was kind of my rant on taxes anyway. So I think we need more people like Dolly Parton who <laughs> love and, her. And le- for and more than say, one reason, for more than one reason, because, okay, so she's probably got millions of dollars, right? Because she's mm-hmm. been doing country music forever. She yep. donates so many books to kids. She does all this great charity work. And you know, if we had more celebrities who cared for other people like that, who were willing to donate tons of money to help feeding people, to help housing people, to make sure people have drinking water, you mm-hmm. know, things like that, instead of we wouldn't have to have these special fundraisers and nonprofits begging people who don't have money to spare to spare money to help other people. Yeah, I mean, in an, an ideal world, you'd have a competent government that would take those taxes and do those things so that no one would have to donate. You know what I mean? Like it exactly. would be a, it would be a perfect system where the government would support the people that need it, and then people can just use their money however they want instead of having to donate to support people. You know what I mean? They could still if they wanted to, but it, in it, and I like I say in an ideal world because I know we just talked about the government for almost yeah. forty minutes and we yeah. know where the state of that is at so yeah. that's not uh, happening anytime soon but that's where it should be you know people shouldn't have to donate they should just pay their taxes and the government should help the people that need to be helped out and mm-hmm. I know I sound like a whatever a Marxist socialist scum or whatever <laughs> but that's you're trying that's, to build a utopia here buddy i don't think that's gonna work 
Yeah, utopia in my mind, but well, I might have to rescind what I said about being anti, uh, being an anti-billionaire. Well, actually, you know what? I'm still anti-billionaire, but we also can't just strictly fault those said billionaires. We also have to start getting on those shareholders that hold yeah. some stocks in their companies because yeah. yeah. they're just as guilty because they're pushing the same crappy working conditions because they want to get to maximize the most shares that they can get. Mm-hmm. And because they're, they're, they're greedy about what they get back, it's not going forward to the workers who are actually busting their ass to make pennies to a dime to what they you know what what they make mm-hmm. like yeah. someone could be in amazon like fucking breaking their backs making sure that they deliver the shit that i just ordered a while ago so you know <laughs> i'm a hypocrite some guys um, peeing in a bottle for you right now john exactly someone <laughs> yeah. is doing that right now you know but at the same time it's like you have to be able to look back and say all right am i receiving too much or can someone benefit more because yeah. what can you actually do with a billion dollars you know yeah. what i mean like you can solve so much shit that doesn't involve your line of pockets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know you said, could someone benefit? We're not talking about like everyday people. Like the people listening to this are not the people we're talking about. It's yeah. the, you know, 10 plus million dollars people that could live on $10 million for the rest of their lives and be comfortable mm-hmm. and happy. And there's a certain point, And I don't know, there, there's probably a math out there to find out what's the certain point of, oh, I, I'm good for life. My kids mm-hmm. are good. There's There's got to be a math number where it's like after that, we're gonna it's use. too much. Like, yeah, yeah. you don't, you don't, you don't need, need it. that. I heard that too. There is a number where you make a certain amount of money and that's like your peak happiness level. And, anything, and anything above that, you're not going to be any happier if you have more money past that peak point. And I can't oh remember God. what the number is. I hope I'm not there. <laughs> I can't remember what the number is, but, it, but there, is, there is a correlation between happiness and income. Like yeah. if you, if you go past a certain point, your happiness goes down. Like you're not yeah. going to be even, you're not going to get happier with more money. It's, all money, more problems. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, to a certain point it is that right, John, but there is also that stupid saying that money doesn't buy happiness. And it's like, yeah, but it, it makes me less stressed if I can, yeah, that's I'm, true. if I'm no, I don't have to worry about, you know, rent or, or bills or yeah. uh, car payments or anything like that. I don't have to worry about that. For the next, yeah, don't. It helps yeah, my anxiety when I can yeah. pay her my uh, <laughs> mental health meds. So yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. Like if I'm having a mental breakdown at some point, I do want to cry inside a leather seat Tesla someday. You know what I mean? But I mean that would be great. Like, like, that I can would have make a nice, me happier. That would make me happier. Like at least I'm crying comfortably. You know. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. I don't shit on people who wants to get rich. By all means, do you? Uh-huh. I mean, you know, we're, we're making these podcasts for a reason because we eventually reason, want exactly. to get to a point where you, you we're know what I'm comfortable. Saying, but, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or even but just breaking just think, even. I, yeah, yeah, I, I just that. <laughs> I just hope people find, like you said, if they ever find that equation where it's just like, you, if you ever make this much, give back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, 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 I mean, I don't think that's a lot to ask for. Like what, in rea- what are you really going to do with that shit? Put it in a bank account for years to gain interest to give to your children who are probably bratty little shits because they grew up with a silver spoon. In exactly. <laughs> they need that struggle. Yeah. They need that like, oh shit, like what's for dinner like tonight? Oh, top ramen again type of shit. They need that type of fucking mentality, man. <laughs> yep. God damn. Everyone should work at McDonald's for a year. <laughs> that is where hustle comes from. That's where heart comes from. That's yeah. where fucking humanity um, comes from. Humanity comes from because yeah. once you're down to your luck, when you're struggling, that's when you like, I think that's when people show up and that's who re- they reveal who they really are as people yep. instead of yep. being um, spoon fed. Yeah. Not even struggling, but just like understanding 
working, adversity, the working class and diversity yeah. and, and different class levels. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. a good thing to have to either, yeah, work in a service industry to understand uh, what everyone's going through. Yeah. I'm um, going to sound like a bitter future parent in the future. Like, I mean, my spawn someday. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to tell him, ah, oh, dad, I want a new PS5. Like, motherfucker, you know how long it took me to get a PS5? You're going to have to work for it, son. You know, yep. that, that's... it took me until the PS6 came out to get <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Everything is going to be earned. And, and uh, I don't know that I'm, I'm done. I'm not a parent, so I can't really speak, speak on that yet. That's fair. Yeah. And we can move on because I think we've said all that needs to be said about it. Elon Musk, not a great guy, should donate more of his money to either taxes or charity. And it seems like he'd rather just shit on the UN on Twitter. So <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. But on a little bit of a lighter note, K-West and K-West finally went K-South Broke things off recently. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Maybe Kim <laughs> finally got tired of telling him to take his medication and moved on to a skinnier, paler things. Recently, she and Pete Davidson have been seen together. How do you guys feel about the relationship and do you care? <laughs> I, I don't give a shit, but let me just say, Pete Davidson, my guy pulls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he was Ariana Grande and yeah. um, two other people. I forget who they were. I can't remember who else he bagged, but I remember... I was actually watching his like SNL stuff. Oh yeah, um, the, the other night, is it like the Chad Kim, one. Yeah, and oh. I was like, he's not even that funny. I mean, he's funny, <laughs> but I'm like, what do people see in him to be yeah. like? You got a maybe you got a big ass dick. Yeah, know. that's kind of what I was thinking. That I was is like, what Ariana Grande said. I think actually, <laughs> oh, <laughs> she just shit. Con- yeah, <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Good for you, Pete Davidson. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 Good for I guess you and your above average you penis. A, you got a big Peter, you know? Like, maybe that's the case. <laughs> it, in my <laughs> mind, it, it, it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, these self-centered divas are kind of, like, going beyond what someone looks like and, and accepting this person as a as a human being and, and getting to know him. So maybe, maybe he's, he seems like a nice guy, genuine guy. So maybe they're actually, like, going past the uh, the money and power and... And uh, going into like more personality, yeah, be- below the surface and and the Botox, you know. <laughs> yeah, how do you think I got my wife? I'm just hilarious. I'm yeah. fucking ugly as shit. <laughs> Come on, you, you, you seduced her with puns, eh? <laughs> exactly, and like, you know, we're just gonna celebrate ten years in a few years, so it's Aww, like shit. Oh, that's you. nice. That is our uh, <laughs> uplifting story. It's uplifting to- for him. Yeah, yeah he's li- yeah he's lifting shit. If you want to <laughs> Burning them cheeks or something. Moving our eyes towards Canada, because I promised there was Canadian things. Or we should take a we should take an ad break, John. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> to hear more about Canada and our problems, either go to our Patreon and subscribe so you don't have to listen to this ad. Otherwise, we're out to make that billion so that we can finally become Dolly Parton and donate books for kids. Uh, so here are some ads. I'll hire someone for a butler. In real money, not not fake Canadian money. No, it's it's a, worth more U.S. dollars. If I get paid five dollars in U.S., I'm I'm basically Elon up here. <laughs> I can uh, buy my own Tesla. Finally. Yeah, <laughs> I can buy a full house, and no, the housing market up here is ridiculous. All right, so getting into more sad news, we are talking about the residential schools of Canada. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is a yeah. heavy episode because nothing good happened this year. <laughs> it was 2021. 
Yeah, yeah. So the recent discovery of more than 1,300 unmarked graves at the sites of four former residential schools in Western Canada have shocked and horrified Canadians, Indigenous peoples whose families and lives have been haunted by the legacy of Canada's residential school system have long expected such revelations, but the news has still reopened painful wounds. So what do you guys know? I know we've briefly talked about it on an episode, John, and I do want to do a full episode on this so we don't have to go into the all the details because I think in January or February I'm going to do an episode on this. How much do you guys know about it and what are your thoughts on the whole situation? I don't know a ton about the residential schools. I think from my understanding they were basically schools where they just tried to teach the indigenous peoples to be white essentially. That's a good Um, uh, summary of it, yes. (laughs) Yeah, and if it's anything like a lot of the orphanages and stuff that you hear about like in Scotland and Ireland and things like that. It was basically just a place where you could put children and if things happen to them, oops, no one really yeah. needs to know. I can I can go into a little bit more detail and I apologize to anyone if I get any facts wrong. Like I said, we will do a full episode on this and I will get the facts right then. But basically Canada and America had both had residential schools, mm-hmm. but Canada at the time had not as much money, obviously, as America. Uh, we were smaller population-wise. So the government gave the contract to get residential schools going to the Catholic Church. And if there's one thing we know about Catholic Church and children, it's not a good mixture. Never! No. So the Catholic Church took it to an extreme in Canada that I don't think was as horrifying in the United States. I said as horrifying because it was probably still terrible. And so what they would do is they would go out to tribes and they would kidnap, basically kidnap the children from these Native American people and take them to schools and trying to basically beat the culture out of them until they spoke like, like white people and believed in Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know if the government had plans on having them believe in Jesus Christ, but that is what the... Well, if you give the church, church autonomy, it. then they're going to yeah. do what they want to do. And that's what oh, they're yeah. going to want to do. So the church yeah. took it to this extreme. And like I said, 1,300 confirmed right now graves have come up. And these are people that never got to go back home. Parents just wondering where their kids went for the rest of their lives. And this has been covered up for many, many years and has only been discovered recently because they have some sort of sonar that penetrates the soil so that they can see the graves from above. And it's only been four residential schools so far they've found these graves at, but I can only guarantee with the many dozen or so that were across Canada, they're going to find more. It's a very sad story and it's very prominent, like alcoholism, drug abuse throughout these communities because of these schools that traumatized their parents, their grandparents. These were still around in our lifetime, like in the 90s. Oh, yeah. And, and it's uh, it's a very sad thing. And I think there's going to be many, many years before it's uh, can't the government has made up for it as, as well as, I'll say it, us white people, because <laughs> we fucked up and should make amends. And I don't know where to start. I'll bring some ideas to the table once we when, when we do the episode that people are putting forth. What are your thoughts about that horrific atrocity? Oh my God, this is just yeah, extreme, <laughs> extremely heavy, you know, and, and 
I'm bringing this up to an episode that actually the Woodlands and I did bring up a point. Mm-hmm. That was uh, the Bridget Cleary, Bridget Cleary episode. Mm-hmm. Bridget Cleary and the impact of, and I'm not just going to blame religion, okay? But it's just, I think the misunderstanding of, of different cultures and different beliefs and demonizing things that people don't necessarily understand. I just hate the fact that they were trying to convert them in ways to eliminate that part of their livelihoods just because they probably don't understand the indigenous culture or they live their lives or or, or presented themselves and to make them white i guess yeah. Yeah. just because it's it doesn't seem like the norm to them that they would take such drastic ways to to, to get that out of out of their system and that's just unfortunate because i feel like we can borrow a lot of things from different cultures mm-hmm. and even if some of them might not be the best or might not be like contemporary to our liking, um, I think we should just still take the time to appreciate some of the things that they bring to the table. Maybe we can just refine it in a way that it's socially acceptable, like mm-hmm. in today's culture. Yeah. But to do something so drastic that impacts them like with their lives, I just, I, I can't, like, I, I can't support that. It's yeah. again, this is one of those things where, and I kind of addressed it in the Thanksgiving episode of Heal Crime that was released this week. It's one thing if the intention behind this whole thing was to improve the lives of these children. Yeah. So say that say that was true. The way that it was done was not okay. Cuz A you're taking them away from their families. B you are essentially ostracizing them from their families because you're teaching them that everything they were raised with is wrong. Three, you're teaching them what is right, but you don't really still accept them because of the color of their skin. So you are essentially ostracizing them from everyone because as a white Catholic or whatever, you are never going to accept them regardless of how much of your indoctrinization they believe. You're also ostracizing them from their families and their culture because you're teaching them that what they've grown up with and the people that they know and they love are doing something that's evil and against God's will. So then what are these people, what are these kids going to do when they grow up? Of course, they're going to be messed up because they can never go back to what they had before because you've brainwashed them into thinking something else. And even if they are able to go back to their families, they're never going to be the same. Because there's always going to be that rift of what's right and what's wrong. Are you right because of our culture and things like that? Or are they right because they taught me that what we are is wrong? In that respect, it's awful. I mean, the whole situation is awful. And the fact that these types of things, that enough people were behind this idea that, oh, we're doing them a favor by doing Mm -hmm. this. Because we know better. We know better than they do. We can provide better care for their kids than they can because, you know, they're crazy indigenous people and they, you know, do all these crazy things that we don't believe in. And it's mm-hmm. it's complete bullshit. And it's just so sad that we continue to treat people as if they don't matter. And we, for, for being a religion we throw empathy out the window. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. It's like, Bam. 
put yourself in their shoes. How would you feel if someone came in and was like, you don't know how to raise your kid because you're a heathen. I'm going to take your kid because I know how to raise them better. Mm-hmm. And you may or may not get them back. Well, and, and even if you do, I'll, I'll like as you keep saying, yeah, a lot of them come back unable to communicate with their family members because they no longer remember the language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, it's been... It's been beaten out of them. them. Yeah. 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 And, and, and the crazy, and the crazy thing is me being an immigrant, I kind of had that experience where it's like, I came to the U S I kind of had to assimilate to the, the, the U S culture. Right. Mm-hmm. So right now, in terms of my upbringing, I kind of identify more of as an American because most of my life I've assimilated to the American culture, but those kids, no matter what, no matter what you try to do, no matter how much you beat out their culture that they had, the outward appearance, they're still going to look indigenous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even if I claim myself like, Hey, I'm American as shit. But if someone looks at me in the street, they're like, no, well, one, they're probably going to think I'm Mexican because we don't know what to say. Um, but then it's just that's a whole other like, level of racism. Yeah. That's a whole other level of racism. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my outward ex- uh, appearance is always going to say, like, you're not American. You're you're another culture. You're another race. Mm-hmm. Which is so a whole even if other the whole yeah. other thing exactly. Like yeah. You can be uh, an American. You can be a Christian and not be white. Like that. Nobody gives a shit yeah. about that. Uh, yeah. I, you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. So like, like I, I've experienced that pain because. For the longest time, I was trying to tell myself, no, I'm Filipino. My culture is Filipino. But in order for me to fit in in this society, I have to be an American. So I had that identity crisis growing up because my accent says I'm an immigrant. But then I have to be able to live like this in order for society here to accept me for what I am. Mm-hmm. But my outward appearance, no matter no matter how my, my Filipino accent dropped, no matter like how I, I perceive myself in public, mm-hmm. my outward appearance is always going to say I'm something else. And those poor kids, because they're right, it's, it's, it's such a demon to fight that because you were taught that everything you grew, uh, you grew up with is completely wrong. And then when you do, like, let's say you do come back to that, that environment with your family, you're ostracized. Yep. You're ostracized yeah. from both places because no one's going to accept you for what you really are. Yep. And no one's going to accept for what you think you are at this moment. Yep. Yep. So they're fucked regardless. And you've yep. lost all that. You've lost all of the, that culture, all of those traditions that you probably would have grown up with. Mm-hmm. But because it was beaten and brainwashed out of you, you no longer have that connection. And that's so sad. Yeah. And, and, th- and and that's why, like, a while ago I said, like, it, it's it's unfortunate that they're trying to take the culture out. And I think that people should appreciate different cultures more. And I'm guilty of just like trying to just be American, you know, because Mm -hmm. this is where I live. And I feel like that's like, I shouldn't concern myself with problems or going on whatever is in my motherland. But growing up, I I felt guilty because I'm just like, fuck (laughs) my genealogy says my, my birth certificate says I'm, I'm this nationality. So now as an adult, like I'm trying to, to get in back touch with my roots. That's why it was so important for me. And I know Josh and Sean always like, here's this, but I always try to acknowledge like where I come from. And that's why the core audience that I'm always. I really appreciate that about you. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool that you do that, that you like Tagalog, right? (laughs) Is that? Yeah. 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 So I get really. Yeah. yeah, That you like, that you're, you still speak it and you still, I think that's so cool about you that you like. you. You were taught to be an American, but you're still doing what you can to like stick, stay true to your roots. I think that's really cool. 
And like the story that you shared about like the ant hill and the stuff and the little yeah, yeah. the little the little the little <laughs> evil spirit is yeah like yeah. you know like that kind of stuff it's like that's cool that you have that that you can go back to and that you can like have as part of who you are that's awesome and that's I think that's probably the saddest thing is that they're that's being str- that was stripped from these kids and it's like mm-hmm. as someone who's like just a boring old white white chick. You know, that has no (laughs) cool heritage whatsoever. I think it's so inspiring and cool to meet people who have cool cultural things that they do that are unique because it just enhances who you are as a person. And we shouldn't try to like beat that type of thing out of people. Like, it's important to have that. Like, how, how many civilizations and their traditions and stuff have been lost over time because white people were like, hey, <laughs> that sounds pagan. No, I'll do that anymore. Yeah. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, It's true. Like, it's important well, and, to have that stuff. I, I think it's important to do, like, to celebrate those things. Yeah, and to, to absolutely. Uh, and even if it's for a selfish reason, like, I love food. I love trying food from all around the world. <laughs> Thank like, you. Right, right, John? And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that that food has a culture surrounding it, has has stories surrounding it, how it came to be, how that food was created, and the tradition around. And I think learning about that stuff is so cool. And like you said, Lindsay, with John's story about the anthill, I think like I had never heard of stuff he was talking about and it was cool to learn about because us white people, yeah, we don't have cool yeah, things we like don't. <laughs> I'd even go to the immature route. Josh, you appreciate people's food like I do, but I love learning about other cultures because I want to learn their curse words. I want to be able to call people <laughs> some derogatory terms in their own language if they piss me to fuck off. Like, you should you should teach us swear words in Tagala. Uh, I got you. In, in a it's so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, I got you. Wikimaniacs, be- if you're listening, send us some of your way and that way we can make Josh and uh, Sean read it and get try to guess <laughs> yeah. what it means. That should be part of your uh, your year-end episode, actually. There you go. As, as I'm going to have some Wikimaniacs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, ca- we'll cap this one off because, like I said, we're going to do a full episode on it. Uh, on one hand, it's terrible to learn about. On the other hand, I'm glad it's coming out yeah. so that we can 100%. finally rip the Band-Aid off and start addressing the wound and finally get to the what the root of the cause and, and help these people out because there are still people suffering today that definitely need help whether it be support systems uh mental health housing is a big thing in, in mm-hmm. di- indigenous communities uh in canada i know we talk about america's shit history a lot but canada is is not uh, clean of that either so Moving on, we actually had an election. JT, the only white man to get away with blackface, uh, <laughs> called, an imp- <laughs> called an impromptu election during a pandemic, making many of us go, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, this resulted in a back and forth where many speculated that the conservative government might take over, but instead the Canadian people kept things the same. And so Justin Trudeau remains prime minister of Canada for, I believe, another four years, but I'm not 100% oh, on that. He's so hot. yeah i don't know he's he i don't know anything about his politics but he's just a pretty man (laughs) yeah socially (laughs) that's fair that's fair you know what to Uh, be to be fair he's also the only canadian politician that i know (laughs) exactly also fair exactly you don't don't remember old stevie harper (laughs) stephen harper he was he was our longest one i think Uh, the only canadian 
by passing. The only Canadians I know is Josh Shell, Justin Trudeau, and the cast of Shit's Creek. <laughs> only people I know. That's all that's up here. It's a very empty place. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you guys have any takes on it. Personally, as a Canadian, um, I'm okay with it. It was weird and uh, it was just a weird time because it was like after your election and it was already polarized, which polarized us. And so most of Canada was like the Liberal Party. And then you had like all of Alberta and Saskatchewan are blue. Call them the Texas of Canada. Nice. <laughs> oh wait, uh, so your bl- so your blue is blues your reverse. Yeah, blues. It's reverse uh, for us. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. I should have clarified that. Conservatives. I was are like, blue. wait a minute, what? Yeah, fun fun fact. There is an Alberta county. I don't know if you guys know how our democratic system works, but basically, you vote for your MP. So your municipal, um, I forget what they're called. Anyway, you vote for them, and then they take a seat in government, and then based on who whoever gets the most seats is the is the prime minister. And so it was a funny thing in Alberta. So we have the conservative party and then we have the PPC party, which is basically our PPC. <laughs> there are, uh, I see your PP. <laughs> uh, I call them our Nazi party. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, the grand wizards. Na- okay. Yeah, oh, there you go. Vermin Supremes. Super anti-immigration. And then, Oh, everything basically. So in Alberta, there was this one municipality that they were so split on the votes of conservative and PPC that the socialist party got actually elected because they split the vote so much that they actually won. (laughs) (laughs) My God. So there are so many racists uh, and conservatives in that riding that they split the vote and socialism is taking over in that, (laughs) which I find just hilarious so there's it's like the whole province is blue and then there's just this one little orange dot in the (laughs) 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 to kick uh, finalize things because this is a long episode god damn i did not think we're gonna go this long we have Um, a lot to say apparently (laughs) we do which is which is good i hope the wikimaniacs are enjoying it to cast things off i'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the world pandemic that shook the entire world for the past Mm. two years and shook america for two weeks before they couldn't stand being inside anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, nearly 5 million people have died worldwide and over a quarter of a billion have caught the virus. Many of these deaths were preventable, but with work mandates and vaccine passports being required in many parts of the world, it's beginning to look like we finally hit a tipping point and have started return to type, some type of normal. So I guess that is the positive of this year <laughs> is that it's looking like COVID will be something we live with, but we won't necessarily all die by, you know what I mean? There'll be booster shots and stuff like that to get rid of the Delta variant or not get Mm -hmm. rid of, but like prevent the Delta variant from killing people. And I know 5 million deaths is not something to celebrate necessarily, but I think we're finally at a point where we're stepping forward and hopefully we can start putting all of this behind us. I, I now, John's in Texas, so he might have a different perspective on this, but... Uh, well, what, I live in what, a pretty red county, so... Well, there you go. I was, you both I, I was gonna say, we. I don't think COVID existed here since, like, uh, middle of 2020, so it's kind of <laughs> been kind of normal over here, but I, 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 I do say this. I, I think the, all the precautions are, are absolutely necessary, mm-hmm. and it irks me when it when people say that, like, oh, I'm being stripped from my right as, a, as an American, as a person, yada, yada, I, I, to an extent, you're going to sound crazy. Like sometimes the form is a little, little extreme, but I, I do wish that people also need to be smart about how approaching things. 
Okay, so if if they know like there's gonna be a big giant crowd, chances are it'll probably be smart that you don't go there. Yep. So yeah. it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of situational awareness that people needs to do. Are some of the the rules a little eh? Maybe, especially like we're all still trying to get used to this quote unquote new normal thing. Again, like I urge people to like get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can still get it even though you get vac- or vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You can also still get the flu if you get like a flu yep. shot. So, but you won't die. You, you won't <laughs> yeah. die. You can put your own fucking seatbelt on and you can yeah. still die from a fucking car crash. So, yeah. you know, yeah. like shit like that happens. But I just urge people to be as smart as possible. Situational awareness. If you see someone coughing up, coughing a lung over there, don't you might want to don't kiss them. <laughs> you might want to stay the fuck away. Yeah, you know, it's it's just shit like that. And and please, like, wash your hands. And if you are so again, this is what pisses me off about anti-vaxxers. <laughs> if I see you fucking eating microwavable food and you're anti-vax, <laughs> I'm gonna whoop your ass. Because if you say, I don't know know what this shit's going to put on my body. You know how much goddamn like chemicals that you put on your body by eating them goddamn stofers every night, woman. Like you need to chill. If you eat Velveeta cheese on the fly on your macaroni and cheese, chances are you can get the vaccine. If you've ever drank the original Four Loco, goddamn it, you can get the vaccine. Although you might be immune anyway. You will be immune anyway. If you woke up in the middle of a field in Kansas at some point of your life, chances are you can get the goddamn vaccine. So just... That, that's that's all I got to say about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you make a good point. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what John said. I think, you know, it's it's something where it's not about you. It's mm-hmm. about everyone else. It's about being considerate of others, which is a very hard concept for a lot of Americans because we're all super self-centered. Yeah. Um, but it takes, if you don't want to get vaccinated, fine, wear a mask. Or if you're sick, stay home. We have enough delivery options. That's against out my there. rights. <laughs> we have enough delivery options out there where you can get stuff delivered to your home or anybody else bring stuff to you. As someone who has two small children that may potentially have to do distance learning again because people still don't want to wash their hands or get vaccinated and continue mm-hmm. to send their sick children to school, fuck you. Uh, that's kind of <laughs> how I feel about that. So, Fair. yeah. I wear a mask when I go into stores to go shopping. I'm fully vaccinated. I make yep. both my children wear their mask when they go to school. They're mandated to do it on the bus. And I I have asked them to wear it throughout the school day, and they both do. And It know, is so crazy how different it is. Like, just, you're not that far from Canada. <laughs> no. And, and the craziest is. thing is, Minnesota has some of the highest COVID numbers right now. God damn. Yeah. And it's crazy to me. Because we can't go any, like, you can't go into shopping, uh, any stores or anything like that without wearing a mask, even if you are vaccinated. Like, it's mandatory. And most Canadians have just been like, all right, like, as long as I can still go shopping, still go to the gym, still go to the movies, go. Mm-hmm. I, I went to a Toronto Raptors game a couple weekends ago, and it was fine. Everyone was, yeah. <laughs> and uh, everyone was just wearing masks, and, and uh, you had to be vaccinated to get in, and it was fine. Like, it was, everyone was, were there some people not wearing masks properly? Absolutely, that's going to happen. But they at least had it, and you knew that everyone was vaccinated so that the chance of spread was less, and that even if you had it, you weren't going to probably kill anyone. <laughs> so yeah. it was comforting that way to know that, because I think Canada is upwards of, 
high 80% vaccination rate, I believe. So we're starting to get to that herd immunity point where it doesn't like, I mean, you should still get vaccinated because I don't think you can go anywhere (laughs) if you don't have it. Mm -hmm. But in Canada anyway, it's starting to feel like we can start getting back to that normal again eventually here. Can I just point out the hypocrisy on a lot of these things? Sure. So no, chances are, <laughs> chances are the, the people who are more like anti-vaxxers, they tend to lean towards more of the conservative side because, you yeah. know, they, they feel like Jesus can heal everything, which is by all means, if you believe that, do you boo boo. Okay. Like I, yep. I, I am mad about you about that. Sometimes that holy water be bussing, you know, like I, I'm not mad at you about that, but a lot of religious people probably read the Bible and, mm-hmm. and one of the commandments Spark in notes. said Bible is love thy neighbor. Mm -hmm. And guess what? If you love thy neighbor, you're not doing it for your personal gain to wear those masks or get vaccinated. You're doing it for your neighbor because you don't know if your neighbor has some sort of um, autoimmune disease. Autoimmune disease. Uh, You don't know if they're susceptible. Even if it's not directly them, maybe the person that they're taking care of at home has that Mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say you go to a place where you see nobody's wearing a mask. Then, of course, you use situational awareness and be like, "Mm, is this a good place for me to be around it? Okay, Mm -hmm. so you assess the situation. Then if you feel uncomfortable and you you feel like you need to protect yourself, by all means. Okay, but if you see someone like, let's say you're not wearing a mask and some person is walking by you feels like they need to wear it. Respect the fact that they want to protect themselves. Yeah. And you know what? If you want to be a good neighbor like State Farm. Put the damn thing too, like shit, you know, like make <laughs> them feel comfortable. Yep. At the end of the day, we just got to be courteous about people's boundaries, people's choices. And if mm-hmm. they choose to like, and of course, again, that's being hypocritical again, because now you say, well, it's my choice not to get a vaccine. Well, it's my choice to call you a dickhead for that. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, but like, yeah. just, just, just be courteous as much as possible. It's not for you. It's for those who are potentially can get harmed by it. That's all I got to say about that. That's a beautiful sentiment. And we will end on that. So 2021, we did miss a lot. Uh, (laughs) There was tons. There was Afghan. We didn't get to. uh, Oh, God. What else was there? That sent me to my therapist. There was, yeah, the Rittenhouse thing. But we talked about that in our bonus episode. So if you want to check that out, you can go ahead. I'm sure by the end of December, there will be a bunch of other things we've missed. Yeah. Maybe this will be my episode for December part two. <laughs> part two. Yeah, we'll just we'll just get the everything that we missed the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I think overall I try and look at the positives. Like I said, COVID's coming to an end. We're hopefully getting to a point where Kim and Pete Davidson are gonna be official. <laughs> but no, seriously, I want to make 2022 good. So we're going to take another ad break because it's been so long. And then we'll come back. Yeah, double dip. We got two. Oh, we want to pay those taxes, those billionaire oh, taxes. Oh, we got money, money. Okay. All right. I like it. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about our resolutions real quick. So enjoy some more ads. All right. We are back and ready to talk about our resolutions for like a quick five minutes here. Can you keep it under five, John? Absolutely not. You know, I can, I can <laughs> ramble on forever. All right. So let's start this with is what you. you signed up for, for being one of my co-hosts. That's true. We're going to record break our length of episode today. And Sean's not even here. <laughs> we got that Pete Davidson length episode. If you oh, know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. <laughs> Kim K might retweet us on Good Pods there or something. Go. At us, Kim. Yeah. Put long um, Friday over here. 
Yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you become a Patreon, I heard Sean will uh, recreate that classic uh, champagne picture with the booty. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> now he has to. So look out for he that. Twenty twenty two. Lindsay, let's start with you. What are you, some of your resolutions going into twenty twenty two? If you have any. So I will give you some personal ones and some podcast ones because I have ah, a little bit yes. of a mix. So for podcasts related. I would love if Pineapple Pizza could become part of a network. That'd be Ooh. great if we could be part of a network. And We have a network. Mm. Mm. Still building it out, but we have one. <laughs> mm. Thoughts, thoughts. Anyway, continue. I Sorry. Like, I like that. We'll shove that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and for Yield Crime, I would love to be able to continue to grow our listener base have more guests on. We have one in the works where we might be speaking with an author um, next year, which I'm excited about. I just got his book today, so I'm excited to read it. And we'll talk to him. For personal, I am in the process of trying to lose weight. And it's very hard. It's hard to it's hard to go against years of bad eating. So Mm -hmm. and combat to pregnancies which i'm sure you guys can relate to oh uh, um, obviously let me go into pregnancies uh, uh for you <laughs> <laughs> i got a uh, massive food baby it's let like, me mansplain pregnancy <laughs> mm-hmm. my food baby is 30 years old you know? <laughs> so um working towards that thankfully my husband is also we're doing noom so my husband is doing that with me Ooh. so you're trying to like relearn how to eat and what foods you should be eating instead of other foods that's awesome. I'm, you should I'm get them still, to sponsor you. I know. I want, well, to. Yeah. I want to. But my goal is to be able to next year be able to go kayaking and one wheeling and do a bunch of outdoor sports without being self-conscious about myself and to be more confident and to be yeah. healthier. So that's one of my personal goals is to get healthy and so I can do more fun stuff with my kids. That's awesome. That's beautiful. That's, that's a lovely goal. And all the support here from us, if, if there's anything we can do, let us know. Especially the podcast goals. We can definitely try and help out with those. <laughs> John, let's hear some of your goals. I'm going to do podcasts and personal goals as well. So personal goals, Linz, I'm kind of aligned with yours. I'm also in a process of trying to lose weight. I posted a one of my Instagram videos back in the day where I could actually jump really high because I, I play a lot of sports. I saw that volleyball um, one, right? I can hit like a motherfucker, right? <laughs> but uh, that was when I was 30 pounds lighter. I am trying to lose 30 pounds. And I, Lindsay, if you don't mind, I will kind of be your accountability buddy because sure. I'm also on that, yeah. on that diet diet shit. So that's, that's one. I'm trying to lose 30 pounds, trying to look fit again. I'm fit with an A right now in the middle. Um, my, my second You're goal. Fiat? Um, I'm fiat. Like, yeah, because I'm built like a damn Mini Cooper. That's why. <laughs> Fuck, I'm small but mighty, all right? Shit. I ain't not Pete Davidson, but goddamn, I pull too. I'm still a popular model, goddamn it. You know what I'm saying? Shit. There's a kink for everybody out there, right? Uh, For my second goal, of course, like just, I kind of want to get out of the whole corporate lifestyle. So I'm trying to find more of things that I'm more in line passionate about, whether that's going back to doing some government shit that like, I'm not going to tell you guys about, <laughs> but um, okay. just, just, uh, just, just kill others. us. <laughs> yes. ninja, ninja style. All right. Q, Q level clearance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, just uh, some other stuff or may, maybe just go do some freelancing on the side. And a third goal, 
I want to get like uh, this is again another thing for my for my health wise. I did have a goal pre pandemic to be part of the one thousand club, which is a thousand pounds combined with deadlifting, squatting, Ooh. and bench press. I got pretty close. I got up to eight hundred at some point. So uh, that's pretty I'm good. Trying to, that's I'm trying awesome. To, I'm trying to break that. I was a lot more in shape back in the day. So those are my personal goals that I'm trying to attain 2022. But as far as podcast goals, uh, I think I shared it in the in my in the in the Reddit on Wiki Twitter before. But uh, one of the goals is to grow a community. I think right now, like we're we're working on creating a backlog for for the show. By the time 2022 hits, we're about. 2022 episodes deep so trying to create a community also become a little more smarter in terms of promoting ourselves instead of just (laughs) shit posting on social media which is fun still Mm -hmm. but we also want to be more strategic so reaching out to newsletters reaching out to like ad agencies i'm also gonna if if josh is uncle bj i'm gonna be cousin bj because um i'm gonna try to (laughs) um, god no (laughs) i'll I'll be i'll be lj little john so uh (laughs) okay start every tweet with that every Every email that you send to an ad agency. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to do that. But yeah, just try to be more strategic. And and of course, just try to maintain the motivation. I know how hard it is in this space to, to stay motivated. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I have the support of my awesome co-host hey. and the one that's getting married again, just full disclosure, again to the same woman. <laughs> All right. But other than that, we're just going to keep trying to continue to make the best content possible. Maybe Lynn's, we can all partner up with our little network dream there. Yeah, Yeah. that'd be be awesome. That's Um, all I got. That's awesome, John. Those are those are great goals to to go for. Uh, I I love it. And you'll have to maybe we'll do like a check in every once in a while to see where we're at with our resolutions. If we're happy where we're at, if we've changed them a little bit, maybe we should do that next year, too. Just to, you know, check in, keep accountability and, and try and do stuff like that. I'll go into my goals if, if you guys want to hear them. If not, we'll Absolutely. just close yes. the show. Yes. We <laughs> well, shared. Know, right? yeah, <laughs> this is uh, a sharing done, circle. <laughs> you already shared circle. Canada. Like, I, we give a fuck about that. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, so I think my biggest personal goal is uh, I want to read more. And, and I, I don't mean physically. I mean audibly. I, I listen, I do audiobooks a lot more than I do physically. I want to try and do 12 books. I did. I went from zero the year before this to, I think I did two this year. So good job. <laughs> not, not great, but uh, I, I started. That's two more than zero, my guy. That's, yeah. that's good. Exactly. So I, I want to try and do one a, one a month. One goal that I, I did this year is I, I wanted to walk more and I actually, I, I was pretty happy with that. I dipped a little bit in September, but uh, I'm getting back to it and I'm hoping to uh, continue to start walking more and more consistently while I listen to my audiobook so I can double on that one. <laughs> Those are my, my two big ones. I, my, I always have one, I don't know if it's a resolution or a goal, I guess, is I want to get a dog someday. Uh, so every I'll year's... send you mine. Mine's a demon dog. So <laughs> so you can have it. It's huge. So every year I say, uh, since God... I was 21, maybe so almost six, seven years now. I've said I want to get a dog, oh, and God, just that it's never worked dog. out. So that's my. I, I know, Linz. I'm I'm thinking the same thing. You young mother. Just just you're you. you're the puppy of this group right now. You oh, that's are. Fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the I'm the crypt keeper of this group. That's the crypt keeper. <laughs> John's Mothman. <laughs> I'm the no. I'm the Chihuahua. So okay, nice. <laughs> Small but mighty. You're I'll the, bite your fucking leg though. You're the you're the Fiat. <laughs> I'm the Fiat. Yeah, so that's that's my goal for again, and then podcast wise, there's tons of stuff I want to do. I don't want to tease it all out right now because I like making them surprises. Jesus. Um, Jesus. But there's tons of um, history. Why are you edging us? 
I know. Uh, you know, Sean taught me how to do it, so I gotta. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, there's tons of history ones I want to touch on. I want to try and try and do some internet ones. They're just more convoluted, so I haven't gotten to it yet. But I'm hoping once I have a little bit more time, I can dive in and start writing scripts for those ones. And then for Let's Start a Cult, I've got a Scientology two or three parter. I'm not sure yet. Coming up hopefully in January. So I might take December off of that just to uh, write those scripts and get that uh, all organized. So that one's really exciting. And then I hope to find some more obscure and fun cults to talk about. Uh, And that's that's my uh, those are my resolutions. Nice. Those are also good. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Wikimaniacs, I hope you enjoyed this nearly double the normal length episode. Uh, it was a little heavy. Today was a, yeah, it was a girthy episode this, yeah, this time yeah, around. Yeah, it was a little, uh, a little girthy, uh, a little yeah, a heavy, lot of meat. and That's very long. Said. Talk to him. That's Talk to him. Thank and you we, for listening. And we got real deep with it, too. So. Real deep. We very deep. deep. Yeah, yeah. Pete Davidson <laughs> level. You know, oh, we, yeah, Pete Davidson levels touching walls, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, you know, talking about red walls. Red velvet walls? Red we, velvet we, walls. We touched a lot of people. We did. Oh, God. I wonder how many people are still listening uh, this far. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't touch on the, the, the penal system, too. So, like, uh, that's another topic that we could have gone into. That's true. Maybe that'll be our December uh, wrap-up for the bonus episode. Um, oh, yeah. Talk to him. <laughs> Edging. Well, uh, oh, yeah. Should just end it on that. But uh, I got to do our shout outs. Um, Wikimaniacs, please go check out Lindsay's podcast, Yield Crime, as well as pineapple pizza podcast you can find them wherever you listen to podcasts or you know you can find her on social media i believe it's ye old crime pod yeah is that correct very good and pineapple pizza pod or is it podcast it's pineapp pizza pod they're always uh throwing out great content i i know if you like our show you'll definitely like uh pineapple pizza pod it's a very similar uh i i'd say similar dynamic but they're better than us it's true if you like us you'll definitely like them so go check them out and maybe they'll be part of the cult of podcast network someday i will have to yeah. No one even knows about the Call of Podcast Network. We have not announced it yet. Uh, we have not so announced it, so we're still working peak. on that. Uh, <laughs> still working on the website and all the uh, branding and stuff like that. But definitely go check them out. Lindsay is awesome, as always. We Thank appreciate you. you having having you on and uh, replacing Sean. Although I do miss some of his political takes. I know it would have been awesome to hear him talk yeah. about Ted Cruz again. Uh, <laughs> and Greg Abbott trying to find Abbott a man in a wheelchair and horrible Donald Trump and yeah so that is it for this episode Wikimaniacs if you enjoyed it and want more consider subscribing and rating us on Apple Podcasts Podchaser or Good Pods and if you want to support the show and get bonus episodes as well as episodes like this a week early and ad free you can go to our patreon.com slash reddit on wiki and become one of our amazing patreons like Lindsay like uh, me as always links to everything I just mentioned are in the show notes Thank you, Wikimaniacs, for this awesome year. I will be in the next two episodes, but this is my last hosted one. So thank you very much for having me for 2021. And I look forward to bringing you more weird and funny history topics in 2022. So thank you very much. And we will see you next week.
Audible is the largest collection of audiobooks and podcasts. The warm, beautiful summer is upon us, Sean, and you know what that means. Factor has 35 chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals to choose from every week. But wait, there's more. Factor has more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your summer wellness goals with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Wikimaniacs, head to factormeals.com slash wiki50 and use code wiki50 to get 50% off of your first box plus 20% off of your next month. Thank you, Factor, for supporting the show.